Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. And, um, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know what it is with Manchester United and second-half comebacks, but it's for the second weekend in a row that they have come back in the Premier League. Uh, last week, it was 2-0 down and then pulling it back to 3-2. This week, it's 1-0 down and pulling it back to 3-1. Uh, brilliant win for Manchester United, though. I mean, it's another away win. This still remained perfect uh, away from home. That's uh, that's something, that's, that's, that's an interesting that's an interesting record uh, to have. But uh, I will tell you what, that first half, uh, I went to sleep late last night and I felt like I, I made a mistake sleeping late because uh, the, the game put me to sleep in that first half. This was so... Uh, I guess the word for it these days is tactical, but I, I call it boring. It was really boring uh, to watch. But um, I mean, there's so much, so much to talk about. And uh, I mean, the, the, the key talking point that a lot of people will say is that that second half, um, and that second at halftime, when the second half was about to start, I think a lot of people would have been saying, "Why is Donny Van de Beek making way for Bruno Fernandes? It should have been Paul Pogba." And I would agree with every one of them. I would say at halftime, I think Paul Pogba should have been the one to come off, and Donny should have stayed on, and then you bring on Bruno. But uh, Solskjaer took that risk. The second risk that he took was he took off Kawani uh, for Rashford. And I think a lot of people would have said take off Mason Greenwood because, um, I mean, both of them had shockers. Both of them had real bad games. And again, same with Greenwood. was just not getting into the game. But the first two goals that United scored were both from, were from Paul Pogba and Mason Greenwood. And uh, yeah, they were, they were really well taken goals. And Pogba, and that's, and that's the thing about Paul Pogba, isn't it? He's, he's the kind of player that... Uh, he can go from the from the absolute ridiculous to the sublime to the ridiculous. I think he had a pretty bad first half. There's no getting around it. It was pretty poor uh, throughout that game. And a lot of times there were post points where he was he just he he's such a good passer of the ball, uh, but it just feels like he doesn't want to pass the ball. I don't know. You know, it's like one of those things where you know you're strong and uh, uh, something, but you just don't want to do it. And I don't know what the reason with Paul Pogba is why he always continuously tries to run past players instead of passing it. Um, but he's a great passer of the ball. His technical ability is second to none. I don't think anybody else on that team could have scored the goal the way he did. Um, and that's what it is. He possesses all that in his locker. The issue with Paul Pogba will always be that he can't do this week in, week out. And even within games, he'll have good moments and then have really bad moments. He can't be consistent. But and that's we're not going to go in on it. I think it was, it was a wonderful, well, very well-taken goal. Uh, same with Mason Greenwood. I think first half, he looked like he, was, uh, he wanted to be anywhere other than the football field. And the way he was playing was was pretty bad, uh, not at all getting in the game. I think he I think he was burdened by the fact that he had to uh, help Van Bissaka out on that right wing as well. I noticed uh, quite a lot of times that he was being asked to drive back and help out Van Bissaka. And he was having to do that, and that was affecting his game. And I think anybody would have said, you know, take him off. But he stays on as a wonderful control with the, for that second goal because Teles' cross isn't necessarily the best. It does come in pretty nicely. Uh, in the end, it sat, sits up nicely for him to pull it back, but he still has to do a lot of work. He pulls it back and then drags it uh, beyond Fabianski. Really wonderful, wonderfully well done. And, um, you know, that, that third goal, uh, Rashford should have scored one before that, but he hits on the post. That was actually probably the easier chance that he hits on the post. And then he gets a, gets the second uh, chance and he puts it away. Wonderful chip goal. Um, and again, I, I, I don't know what happened, but we'll, we'll try to analyze this game by game because we'll look at the first half. I think West Ham had a clear plan. They knew what they wanted to do. And the United didn't start Bruno Fernandes, which I thought was a decent, was, was an understandable decision. I know whenever you don't start Bruno Fernandes, there's always question marks. But I think considering the fact that they have to play uh, Leipzig, which is a massive game 
uh, on, on Tuesday. And then they've got to play Manchester City, which is another big game. And he's played about three or four games in a row. I think this probably was the last chance that Solskjaer would have had to, to rest him for a little bit. So he gave him that rest. I don't think he wanted to bring him on in the, at halftime. I think he was hoping that he would have to, had to he would be able to bring him on in the 60th minute. Um, but he you know, needs must. He had to bring him on. But at least he got 45 minutes off. So that's understandable. But uh, without him, I think what West Ham realized was all they had to do was congest that center of the park. And that's what they did. You know, Sushek, uh, Rice, Ogbonna, every chance that they got, they were immediately hounding uh, Paul Pogba. They were immediately hounding uh, Scott McTominay. And uh, they were trying to win the ball very, very, very quickly up in high areas. Because uh, United didn't have the threat of uh, Marcus Rashford or uh, Bruno Fernandes, they knew that uh, Cavani doesn't have the pace to run it past them. So they could push higher up. And same with, uh, you know, Pogba and Donny Van de Beek don't really have that uh, ability to find space uh, the way that Bruno Fernandes does. So they were, they, were, they were confident in knowing that they could compress the pitch because they knew United didn't have the tools to hurt them. And uh, that's how that that's how they were, you know, creating chance. And at first it was a game of attrition, but then West Ham slowly started, uh, hold, you know, get tightening their grip on the game. And they had a lot of chances. One else hit one on the post. There was, I think, a couple of really good saves. Um, and then that goal, which was, again, off the corner, really poor marking. Um, and Kavani uh, <laughs> playing. Uh, the, everybody, there was no three players behind. There was no chance of an offside. It was really well. Uh, nobody marking Sushak at the back post for whatever reason. I don't know he, how he's allowed to get a free run, but he runs in free. It was a very well worked goal. All four goals were actually pretty high quality uh, in this game. It was a very, very high quality game in, in some regards. And uh, it was a wonderfully well worked goal for West Ham. West Ham should have been two or three nil up. Uh, at the, and there was also another chance for Haller when he was three clean through on goal. And then for some reason, just slipped when he had to hit, hit the shot. On the second half, I don't know what happened there, but they got away with that. And it should have been 3 0 up at halftime West Ham. And they'll rule those chances, they'll rule those missed chances at the end of this game. But um, United were lucky to be going in 1 0. They should have been 3 0 down. But uh, credit to Solskjaer, they, they were gambles. He, he took big gambles. And I think had United lost this game, uh, a lot of questions are being asked as to why Greenwood stayed on, as to why Pogba stayed on, especially when Martial had to go off injured. And then the fact that they had to bring on and then Mata came on, and I was like, why Mata is coming on? Why is Mata coming on? And he gets that assist for that goal. So I think it was one of those games where all these gambles paid off, and that's kind of, uh, you, know, you, you kind of need a little bit of luck on your way as well. So you're not going to complain about that. The team wins, you can't really complain about the decisions that were taken. And, um, you know, fair play to Ole because uh, Pogba repaid that faith with, with, his, with a wonderful goal. Mason Greenwood repaid that faith with a wonderful goal. Had Martial not gone off injured, I don't think Greenwood would have played the full 90. I think he would have probably been subbed off at some point. Matt or Daniel James, whoever, but um, but again, uh, Matta comes on and then he gets a nice assist for Rashford's goal. So, so everybody justified the faith, and that was good to see today. I think that, that's something you want to see from uh, from from the players and from the manager. But that second half, I think, and I and I tweeted this out if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted this out. The difference uh, that Bruno Fernandes makes is not just with his goals and assists today, he just got one assist, and that was for the Pogba goal. And that really wasn't that's really a stat pad assist, it's not really a, an assist, assist, it's a stat pad assist. But what he, what he brings to the team is the fact that he sets that tempo. He dictates, you know, the kind of runs that players have to make, the kind of passes, the kind of movement that players have to make. He dictates the play. Uh, and that's his, his worth is beyond just the numbers that he puts up. And he puts up great numbers, but his worth is beyond the numbers. And um, that's, that's the key. And then once he came on, I think West Ham started dropping off a little bit because they were conscious, him and Rashford, because Rashford has a pace to go in behind, uh, you know, West Ham dropped off a little bit. They were trying to catch them offside a little bit. So they started leaving, started leaving spaces. Um, but in fact, yeah, but basically what happened was they started dropping off at first. And so Bruno had time to, you know, 
measure passes things find out uh, find you know space and you could see immediately the improvement the market improvement in the play even before that first goal that united scored there was a real improvement in that play um and then that first goal happened and the thing about that first goal a lot of people asking is it out, was it out of out of bounds or not i couldn't tell i mean the fact is the angles that they were showing were, were, were pretty crap i think you need a straight angle so you can see there's no way with the angles that they were showing on tv and i don't know if if other broadcasters had different had different views but from the view that i could see i just couldn't make out whether it was off whether it was out or not because it was showing diagonal angles like you know you can we can't really tell if that's out or not so you got to go with the on field referee's decision uh if if you know if you if it's an inconclusive which is what it was it was inconclusive um and then bruno found that pass and i think basically what happened is as soon as they got that uh, second goal that uh, united got which was again very good play into play between uh, uh, bruno teles and, and you know i think even popo was involved but it was it was wonderfully well taken i think west ham started compressing the pitch again because they thought okay hang on you know this this whole uh, dropping back isn't working because they had to drop back because of the of the pace so they tried to compress it and then you know there were a couple more chances so it was good to see it was good to see a little bit of adaptability and flexibility tactically for manchester united and that's what was needed uh, to win this game but it was not a game without uh, issues and i think the biggest issue now will be anthony marcial um he had a pretty bad game on the wing he wasn't that much better as a striker a lot of people there's a lot there's a big debate is he a winger is he a striker i don't think he's that much better as a winger or as a striker i think i think he's someone who can play either as a winger or striker but at the moment he's not uh, he's not good as either and um, i don't know what's happened last season he was quite clearly better than marcus rashford towards the end of the season uh, but it looks like he's forgotten how to play football all of a sudden he just he just doesn't look at it and maybe now he's got he's got injured again he's had a lot of injury problems a lot of issues this season and you just have to hope because this is such a critical season for him you just have to hope he can recover from it but at the moment he's struggling he's uh, struggling big time and watching greenwood Uh, I think Green were not having to play with Martial actually released him a lot and he felt much much more freer once uh, and it's no surprise that United scored three immediately after Martial went off for whatever reason um I think there, there is an issue there and uh, you'd hope you'd hope that it's not something that can't be resolved I think he needs to he needs to, he needs to buck up and really uh, work hard uh, to get to get back to the level that he was at at the end of last season but uh, we'll see what happens there with Martial I think, I think that's probably the biggest negative that you would have to take from this game uh, is 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 that is Anthony Martial's performance today um i think the other issue was i mean it wasn't it was an issue in the first half where van der sarka was was getting skinned like about three or four times he got skinned and that was the end of that first half and it might just have been a case of united pushing forward trying to get the equalizer but there were three or four chances where there was one they were where the players could have been one on one um with the goalkeeper and i think van der sarka was at fault for that and that that is another major issue that needs to be resolved and again it goes back to the defense really but we can end up picking i think it's it's a great result for manchester united it's a wonderful wonderful performance uh, for them 3-1 in the end and and again manchester united perfect now um in away games it's too bad that uh, united are actually playing a city at home but uh, that's that's what's happening i think we'll just take a quick look at um at the fig- at the fixtures right now yeah i mean yeah you got uh, city at home and leipzig away so that would be the big game leipzig actually uh, losing uh, to bayern munich although that's not a, a surprise really um you know that's just the way it sometimes is actually they didn't lose it was 3-3 uh, it was fantastic actually it was, it was losing but no they actually drew 3-3 a fantastic game uh, for leipzig and I, i mean drawing with bayern munich is always a, a brilliant uh, a result at any point so i think leipzig will be feeling really really uh, up pumped up for the fact that they did it at the allianz arena is even greater um the one thing about leipzig is the fact that they are defensively susceptible they're wonderful going forward but they're dis- defensively susceptible So as long as United can sort that defense out, 
uh, they have a chance to at least get away with the draw, which is what they need. So we'll, we'll see. That will be a very, very that will not be an easy game at all. It'll be a very, very difficult game. Uh, but at the moment for for Manchester United, things are looking a little bit better. They West Ham were fifth. A lot of people look at West Ham and go, you know, mid table. They're not. They were fifth actually before the start of this uh, of this fixture. But now United have jumped above them. They're now into fourth. Although a lot of teams are yet to play games. This is actually where they would be had they played. Uh, the same number of games as the other big six teams. So right now they're on, they're fourth, but obviously Chelsea still have to play. Liverpool and Tottenham also yet to play, uh, so they will probably pull ahead. But Chelsea are now and United are level on points. Uh, Chelsea are ahead on goal difference, but Chelsea have to play Leeds later today. But uh, wonderful result. Um, it's finished. West Ham one, Manchester United three. A brilliant game of football. The first half was really bad. So if you're going to watch the highlights, don't watch the first half because that was just aside from the goal. If you want to watch it, but it was really really boring. But that second half, uh, it was, it was just something, it was something special. Uh, and by the way, the one thing that we need to talk about is Bruno Fernandes. Uh, one person I didn't talk about actually, I forgot about it, almost forgot about it. Bruno, Bruno Fernandes, um, fantastic player. I mean, he doesn't play the first half. You know, it looked like a, like a mid-table relegation sort of team. He comes on in the second half and he takes United to fourth. Uh, that's, that's who he is. That's, that's what he is. He is, uh, quite frankly, I think at this point, you have to say that there are very few players in the Premier League on his level at the moment. He just, he's, He's, and, and the worst part is there's not there's nobody at Manchester United who can do what he can do uh, and who can play in that role that he plays. And that's that's going to be a problem if something ever happens, God forbid, but if something ever happens to Bruno Fernandes, I think United, um, their season, it's not an exaggeration to say their season could be over. Uh, at that point itself, their season could be over. So, um, it, yeah, that, that will be that will be uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's challenge to figure out what he's going to do when he does, if, he, if and when he doesn't have, uh, you know, because all the games that Bruno has to be rested. So what does he do when Bruno is not around? Um, you know, the, the, that that will be his uh, biggest challenge at the moment. But for now, um, they can enjoy that. I think Bruno Fernandes had the high, created eight chances in 45 minutes. That's the highest setting. That's the Premier League record as well. So, yeah, amazing, incredible player. Uh, and United are very, very lucky to have him. But if you enjoyed this video, please remember to smash a like um, and also subscribe to the channel if you are new and want to keep producing uh, such content. We may not be able to do as many match reaction videos uh, this weekend. The kind of, uh, I've got kind of, uh, other things going on at the moment so um, i'm not able to do as many this as i normally do but i will try to do maybe an, uh, maybe a couple tomorrow we'll see how that goes but please remember to subscribe to the channel really appreciate the support and we want to keep producing content like this so please help us uh you know help you in a way and entertain you as much as we can but thank you so much for watching have a good rest of your day or night whatever time you're watching this and we'll see you again very very soon uh, enjoy manchester united fans and take care bye bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.